Hey, welcome to uh, the Comedy Cellars Live from America podcast. No Noam Dorman today. Uh, he's uh, celebrating his son's birthday. Happy birthday to Manny. But Lou Beret's comedian will be uh, co-hosting with me. That means uh, he did all the study, right? Because yeah. I didn't do shit. I, I studied up on everything. I, I got your persona down. I'm Not me, try to the do your voice. Ooh, I bad. send you all the information. Oh, so, uh, Stephen Calabria is back. Hola. Uh, and uh, comedian Tony Darrow. Hello, how are you, sir? Comedian Karen Margolis. Hello, how are we? And sir? Dr. Bay. De- never <laughs> say the first name. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, you should always, because it's uh, disrespectful, right? To say um, the first name of the doc- well, doctor, Dr. Kelly. It's just with, it's a thing that happens a lot with women. Yeah. So you, we were talking about yeah. this before the podcast. Can you, uh, can you let us know, please, at your point of view? It's, I just noticed it's a thing that a lot of male doctors do. They introduce female doctors by their first name mm-hmm. rather than their last name and kind of like make it a cute thing. Yeah, yeah. And I just think it's something that needs to be nipped in the bud. And that's something that's more common amongst women than men. Oh, 100%. Have you ever been introduced to like a Dr. Steve? Dr. Phil. Well... That I think, but that's a thing. But he's that's like, That's his doctor. brand. Yeah. Well, is you it know? is it something like like with like MDs? Like, were you when you were in medical school? Was that something that happened? I'm actually a DC. DC, what is that? I'm a chiropractor. Uh, and I and oh, I purposely did that because of the scope of practice. MDs and DCs and DOs, all doctors, I think, suffer from the whole first name woman thing. Well, my doctor, my 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 primary is mm-hmm. a woman i call her babe that's okay right? <laughs> <laughs> that's special Actually, all my doctors are uh ladies females i i'm more comfortable like uh i don't know i think they care more was that a reason. conscious choice but uh no no i really no, think he goes care. to a brothel he can't afford <laughs> health care so I, I, I don't know i just i just get along more i think they they know more i think they care more i don't know why but you know that's how i feel yeah it's but uh i call them by uh <laughs> by uh their first names do you? Yeah. Well, I call but, I mean, my doctor. We've been together for a while, I guess. So. Okay. I call I mean, my so primary by no, first no doctor, name too. Just, with a relationship, just Kathleen, like yeah. or something like that. You that's know? different. I feel like when you have a relationship, that's different. Yeah. But so, can you tell us a little bit about you? So, um, I specialize in functional medicine. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of extra training in nutrition, and I'm not obviously I'm not a very typical chiropractor in the fact that I don't do a lot of musculoskeletal stuff. I really focus on functional nutrition, also known as functional medicine, and address like chronic illnesses and try and use natural interventions to kind of facilitate wellness in my patients. So what exactly is functional medicine? It's a a philosophy. It's like an approach. So the idea is that instead of looking at the symptom that the patient comes in with and doing, you know, and putting a Band-Aid on it, you're kind of like, what's causing the symptom? Let's get to the root cause which could be many factors, like environmental factors, epigenetic factors, um, toxins, diet, lifestyle, and kind of fixing where the physiology is going wrong rather than doing lifelong medications and trying to reverse what's happening. So it's a more, it's a more holistic approach, but it's definitely, I think, a more sustainable approach, especially since chronic disease mm-hmm. is such an issue 
in this country now. But they do the exact opposite in the medical profession right now. Absolutely. They just want, it's all about procedures, prescriptions, and payments. That's it. Patients are down the end of the road. Well, I mean, I'm old enough to remember, and I grew up, my father was a construction worker. We lived in an apartment in the Bronx, so mm. we didn't have any, we weren't rich or anything. But when I was a kid, the doctor came to your house. Th- that's how old oh, I am. <laughs> to see your mother. <laughs> may, may, see maybe that was him to see your mother. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd come on his horse. <laughs> he delivered your dad. He delivered No, you. but the doctor used to come to you, have his little bag, and he'd go, door to, he'd go to wherever you had to go. But you know, for acute problems, it's a very effective model. Like, you break your arm. Like, you need that approach. And I, I totally believe in pharmaceuticals when they're needed. It's just I think they're really overdone, and there's a lot of pressure from pharmaceutical companies to... I mean, this is no conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I think acute care is really important. Pharmaceuticals are really important. But I think we should do conservative interventions but, first. Yeah, what, exactly. What do you think, like, do you think is the um, I was just, well, what do you think is like the most, you know, sort of medicated disease uh, out there? Well, what is something most that... Most medicated? Or yeah, most yeah, over-medicated? Over-medicated, I guess. I mean, that could be... I mean, I can't just pick one thing. There are like 10,000 things. Mm-hmm. The one that I think I've come into contact with the most that kind of angers me is diabetes because um, for the last three years I've worked for an HIV nonprofit only doing functional interventions like this. Okay, you're a hero. Okay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but these patients, they're low income and they, they would come into the office and they'd be like, All right, I was told I have diabetes and now I have to take metformin and how do I use this glucometer? I don't know what's going on. And no one talked to them. No one explained to them that type 2 diabetes is pretty much reversible in about 80% of people just through diet and supplement interventions. And they don't even give the person a choice. And that's not 100% their fault because how many people come into the doctor and are like, okay, I want my pill. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I still want to eat my pizza for dinner. Yeah, but it yeah. is kind of their fault as well. They're not dumb. They know it's a business. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, is that oath not binding? <laughs> But that oath doesn't it's, mean anything. Anymore. It doesn't because it's you can't. How do you how do you sustain this for-profit model and do no harms? Like those are opposite things. Absolutely, but to defend medical doctors who are stuck in this situation, you get sued if you don't if you don't abide by the standard of care. And do you think the standard of care would be, okay, well, I'm just gonna do some extensive testing, find out all your deficiencies put you on a diet that isn't even the American Diabetes Association recommendations, because they don't work, by the way, guys, Mm. and we're going to see what happens, you would be at risk for being sued. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is sort of um, a kind of a top-down, you know, just, uh, you know, rules of the game. Like, if this person comes in, I must run these diagnostics. This is what is covered by, you know, his or her insurance, so I can only do this. Um, and do you work outside of the framework of, of say, like insurance? Or? So I do. My private practice is cash just because of that, because insurance companies also kind of determine the testing that people get. And it's not necessarily what's mm. best for the patient. It's mm-hmm. like, well, OK, you have a thyroid problem, maybe. So we'll just run two of the seven markers that we should, mm. because this is the most common way that it'll present. And they'll say, oh, these are within normal limits. And what does that even mean? These, these ranges are determined by the average American. So if you go country to country, they differ a little. Mm-hmm. And they don't really care about like, well, you're on your way to, to developing disease. They don't talk to patients about that. They just look, are you in the red? Mm-hmm. And is there an intervention I can give you? 
And it's really not their fault in a lot of ways because they literally get in trouble for doing anything differently. So, but they I, don't have a conversation. Doctors, the longest uh, I, I stayed away from the healthcare. I didn't have insurance for years, and then about a year ago, I said I got to start get all the tests and get my hundred thousand mile checkup. You know, because I was turning <laughs> sixty. So, all right, maybe I'll. And uh, the longest conversation, and I have a uh, what do you call it, concierge mm-hmm. doctor, uh, on top of my healthcare costs, which are very high. And the longest conversation I've had with a doctor in the past year is. Uh, a Norwalk Hospital radiologist who drove me to the airport in her lift. Wow. That's the longest uh, conversation. I said, what is, the, what is a doctor doing driving a, a li- mm-hmm. lift? What was she and doing? she said, it was paying off her $500,000 oh. in, in medical bills, yep. uh, uh, moonlighting. Uh, but I want yeah, a doctor well, moonlighting as a, as, a, as, a, as a lift driver. I want a moonlighting as a doing doctor stuff. Yeah, but she's got to do <laughs> all that extra doctor stuff that we don't like. To, so she doesn't have to moonlight. <laughs> well, she has to do is take some pictures. I don't know. What's the big deal? <laughs> But that's that's and that's with going to all these different specialists and you know getting all the tests this yeah. and that and everything, and uh, I had a thing with uh, what do they call it, um, Barrett's. Oh yeah. Barrett's so uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, they never ever had a conversation with me about uh, no doctor had a conversation with me about what you should stop doing. I mean, I used to have acid mm-hmm. reflux when I was younger, but I changed my diet and 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 nutrition so i don't have it anymore you're ahead of most people but they don't ever they never they 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 want to give me like an antacid but i don't need an antacid and they never had a conversation about me what you should avoid coffee mm-hmm. liquor you know all the, I, pretty much peppermint was one of the things but yep. all the and then that conversation was never had see this is important i think a lot of americans forget this very simple fact or maybe just people in general but Symptoms are your body's way of telling you something's wrong. And thank God you listened and you were like, man, I should maybe think about what I'm eating and what I'm doing and maybe change some things. But most people are like, give me an antacid. Give me a proton pump inhibitor. And those have side effects. They actually just came out with a study saying proton pump inhibitors raise your chance of like stomach cancer, colon cancer, just pretty, pretty Big. Yeah, but then I, they have another pill for that though, so they're yeah. cool. they're covered I, on I, that. I, I have family members like before you, you go out to eat, they're they're popping like Tums or Pepto, and it's yeah. like, why don't you just order something different on the yeah. menu than you know whatever it is that you're planning? Well, on cholesterol medicine, the big, people take cholesterol medicine, and that doesn't really lower your cholesterol that much. And they think, well, now I can have the BLT, so I have the cholesterol medicine, or I can have the stuff that I shouldn't be eating. Yeah, so I got the pill. That's a whole other story. But that's but that's but but it's a common thing. Well, mm-hmm. now they got the pill. I'm cool. I can you know. Yeah, they and actually a lot of people have that attitude where it's like, oh, why would I change that? I'm taking a cholesterol lowering medication. And they don't think about how it affects other hormones. It's, it affects vitamin D production because cholesterol is a fat, it's a lipid. Mm-hmm. And in lowering all those other things, you actually can change how much vitamin D you're absorbing if you're taking a supplement. It, I mean, it interferes with all kinds of other hormones. And this stuff isn't really discussed. Doctors don't hi- have time to discuss it a lot of the time. Why? Why don't they have to? It's too, too, too busy going on to the next patient. Yeah. You know, I had an endoscopy recently. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the doctor that performed the endoscopy till after they gave me the uh, anesthesia. Oh, wow. And I never saw her afterwards. Yeah. Wow. I never ha- I ne- It took me a month to get my biopsy results. Mm. You know, like, it's... What am I? Yeah, and I also wonder because I'm, I, I've had endoscopies done, and, and fortunately, I've had really good doctors, so I've had like that personal contact right. uh, there. But I'm wondering too, you know, if you're in a position where, you know, 
you're dependent upon whoever's in your network and you're seeing these people who aren't giving you the intent, the attention that you need. It's sort of like, what recourse do you have, you know, as a patient, you know? Well, there's so much, you know, my insurance costs so much anyway. I I, I could go anywhere because I got a $7,500, uh, um, you know, deductible, uh, deductible yeah. you know, over the year. That is a lot of money. Yeah, well, plus that's, Plus the insurance is, yeah, I pay $20,000 a year in health insurance. So. Wow, yeah. it's tough these days. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Just so, you know, when I was gonna drop it and then I realized then a bunch of people close to me got ill and I mm. thought, well, maybe now I'm just, now to me health insurance in the United States is basically a mob guy shows up once a month and goes, hey, it's a nice body you got there. Be ashamed if anything <laughs> happens to it. And then you give them the money and then, oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, that's, that's just, just, I just pay it to make sure all right, I'm all right. Yeah. Have you so, received pushback uh, from your colleagues or people in the industry as far as your approach? Oh, yeah. It's, well, first of all, I think being a chiropractor is always like an eye roll. And a lot of people just think that you crack backs. But I specifically became a chiropractor because I will not have the pressure of pharmaceuticals. And you get a ton of nutrition in chiropractic school. It's very on par with medical school and in our education, it's completely the same. We get more anatomy and physiology, things like that, but we get a ton more nutrition. And then I did a master's on top of it. And it's a lot of these primary care doctors honestly have no training in this and don't understand how deep it goes with physiology, how much a deficiency or, or problem can really affect everything else and really promote disease. Are, but are they also, are they also uh, do you think a lot of doctors are turned off by the fact that they tell people you need to lose 20 pounds, you need to stop eating this, and they don't do it? Well, that's an easy thing to say. Yeah. But you know, how many people can actually instruct their patients like, look, I know what's going on with you. I've done extensive lab testing on you. I kind of look, I like to do panels that tell me about like fatty acid profiles at like, are they capable of burning fat effectively? And it, you know, you can kind of tailor a diet specifically to the patient if they have a chronic illness. There is no win all diet for everybody. Right. I really don't believe in that. And you know, it's easy to be like, you need to lose 20 pounds and yeah, it would improve your life. but. I'm not going to give you any more information than that. So f functional medicine is kind of like a, a new approach a little bit or a movement a little bit? It's right? a newer movement for sure, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, what, what, do you, what do you feel? Like what, what are the symptoms that you have to see a doctor, a functional medicine doctor? Well, that's kind of the great thing is you don't necessarily need symptoms. I have patients that come to me and they're like, you know, I feel I don't feel as good as I used to. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to do some preventative medicine. And I have patients that come with that approach, or I have patients, I have MS patients, I have Crohn's disease, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of GI complaints. Some people, you know, just end up with really bad stomach complaints, want them to end, come in, do a protocol for three, four months, and can fix their gut. I yeah. mean, it's it really depends. Every chronic illness is kind of game in the functional medicine world. Okay. Diabetes, well, everything. What, what's like the first like the first day, like they come to see you, what are tests that you give or what are you looking for in the... Well, in the I really day? believe that history is a very important thing. So I do a really long intake of about an hour of listening to their history. I wanna know everything. Like, you know, and it goes beyond just like medical history. Mm -hmm. I wanna know, have they noticed mood changes? 
What kind of digestion are they having? Did they have lots of antibiotics as a child? Because they can alter their gut microbiome, all these things. And I figure... How does that work with it? That's interesting. Because when my son was little, mm-hmm. he had a lot of ear infections. I did too. And did they give you antibiotics or did they give you the tubes? Yeah. No, I, I avoided tubes, but yeah. I did have chronic ear infections. I was always on antibiotics. So was my son. Mm. So antibiotics, they, I mean, they're great. They prevent very serious illness, but they are really overprescribed. And they devastate your microbiome. And I don't know if you guys have seen in the news recently all these stories about gut-brain connection, talking through the vagus nerve. But um, Well, you feel it. If you have, like, a gut, like, so I have Crohn's. And when I have, like, any kind of thing going on at all gastrointestinally, whether it's Crohn's or not, it makes me feel emotionally not right. Like, it's super panic-inducing. To where it bleeds over into the whole rest of your life. And what's going on in your head is what's going on in your head. So it's really hard to separate that from reality, right? Everything's Absolutely. fine. I just have this symptom. I got to, you know, figure out why and then treat it and I'll be okay. But it doesn't feel like that. I'm like, oh, I'm so depressed. Like, it gets to you everywhere. But that's actually a legitimately researched thing. And yeah. when you have a, a devastated gut microbiome and you don't have diverse beneficial bacteria, it can cause depression. They're just now doing extensive research into really this gut-brain connection. And uh, a lot of people with gut problems are anxious, they're depressed, and I see them all improve when they do gut protocols. Uh, What are gut protocols? We are all coming to see you. I know. (laughs) I was going to say just a a similar thing happens to me. I'm sure you guys have heard the leaky gut thing. No, what is that? So Sounds like, gross. I mean, you have a gut I, th- I think we heard about it, but our definition is different than. Uh. So my dating profile. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for a leaky gut. If you know what I mean. Swipe. <laughs> That's how you get all your matches. So um, you have a, you know, a gut epithelium like a lining, and when you eat food, you digest it obviously, and you have these little like gaps in the cells that kind of let uh, certain nutrients through. And when it becomes dysfunctional, it can let bigger molecules like proteins leak through. And it can cause an inflammatory reaction or an autoimmune reaction because these guys aren't supposed to be getting through these barriers, right? So uh, it can start with, like, gas, discomfort, feeling swollen, food coma, whatever it may be, and just kind of progress. And when it's a thing that happens over the course of months, you have inflammation. And inflammation is really the root cause of tons of chronic illnesses so including depression really do you do well, stuff like do you do stuff that's like vanity related like acne or oh yeah whatever does I, it work yeah i've had i actually had a couple people come to me for different acne problems acne is usually gut usually gut and i i fixed one woman before her her wedding and i got a lot of a lot of patients after that I when i made her skin clear I, yeah, I had a, I had a thing. On, I, I had a thing on. Um, I, I had yeah. acne on my back, mm-hmm. and then I, I changed the way I was eating. I, I cut out. I mean, I'm not giving any medical advice, but um, <laughs> at, at the time, I cut out all you know, all breads and and and, and that sort of thing, and my back cleared up. There you and, go. And it wasn't even like that. It wasn't even that hard of but, something to but do. But now that his back is better. Right back to the pizza. Right back to the pizza. <laughs> Just for tonight. That's what happens with everybody, right? Yeah. But I have this thing on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say to some people say like it's uh, that functional medicine is a fake medicine? It's not I, true. I think it's a, 
okay, this is why people say it, because basically MDs can't participate. It's very difficult oh, really? for an MD to participate in functional medicine. There are some doing it who are famous. Okay. But, um, I mean, like I said, the standard of care, you run this big risk. If you're not giving the standard of care, you know, you put yourself in a dangerous situation as a doctor. And the training. They have no training in nutrition. They okay. really don't. I think... I have a couple MD friends and they told me it's like a two hour optional course on basic nutrition, like vitamin D and all that. I mean, they just don't understand how it really can impact physiology. And I don't think, I mean, I'm a nerd and I research all the time. I love reading new papers, but a, a lot of people are really busy. They don't have time to keep up with this new research. But don't you think also that you're um, fighting against this machine that is, yeah. has no interest in what you're doing? We don't want people to stay healthy. We want them to get sick so we can Sell them Absolutely. This. And also, I have to mention that like a lot of the research that does support functional medicine is very jargony and very mm. specific. So people looking for the evidence would have to almost be an expert to understand what they're looking for. And this is a problem in a lot of, you know, areas like specialized professions, I feel like. But it's true. It's you're going against the grain for a lot of people. But are you that niche at this point? Because aren't people kind of like becoming aware of how everything is so connected and it really is so important how you live and eat? Like, I'd like to think that's the trend. But have do you, how, like in your practice, have you seen, like are you, are, is the practice like doing well enough to indicate that people are really on board with this? Or is it yeah. like hard to get people, people attracted? People are looking for it, yeah. for sure. People seek it out. I really... I really hope that health kind of goes in that direction because I really do see such amazing results with that approach. And you know, it's these people, it's like you can change someone's life if they're willing to do the work, but it's a, it's a partnership. It's not, mm -hmm. that's why some people are kind of turned off to it because they want that pill because they like their life yeah. the way it is do, do and it? they're not or open it's like to a change. Low, that's also a low self-esteem move too. Like when you don't want to invest in yourself like or that. Or maybe you're just someone busy with you, life so you just want to take yeah, yeah, but it's like do yo, you just do less of certain shit. Instead of pursuing bread, you can do more work or whatever. You're that busy with your life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's also like I can I can understand the mentality of not wanting to make that effort and being like, eh, just give me the pill. Like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, that's like, a, yeah, it's like you don't like quite love yourself enough. Maybe it's like it's an effort. Yeah. But at this point, the pill isn't working. I mm. mean, chronic disease is getting worse and worse and worse. The rates are insane. And even when it works years later, they find out something that was caused by this pill. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they say it's not it was not a good choice to begin with. Yeah. So everybody's saying, like, stay natural, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm just shocked well. that these pills cause you, cause you to take more pills. Like, there's a commercial for, um, uh, what do you call, um, a laxative, mm -hmm. uh, specifically a prescription uh, pill, a laxative, oh, yeah. pr uh, specifically for people with constipation from opioids. It's like, <laughs> wow. Specific, wow. Yeah. They're, they're getting yeah. that target I've just, audience. I've seen the commercial on TV. Okay, first we gave you this, and now yeah. we're going to give you this. And then yeah. we'll give you something, whatever that causes. Yeah. You have another pill for that. They you know? have a, a thing that they, pres medication they prescribe to take down your anxiety that you get from taking amphetamines for ADD. Yep. Wait, this so, is the uh, world. So to take you from... from here up back back up again but then, How's you, it but then, you, don't, but then you feel we, well it's like so i I've, I've taken it like so i had a friend who was is prescribed it and i was like well the adderall yes yeah, so the adderall is the add prescription but right. then it can make you feel all weird because it's like a super strong crazy drug and then you take this other stuff to calm you back down a lot of people I, need sleeping pills too to go to sleep at night when they're taking adderall i have mm -hmm. well i have always 
for like 10 years taken something to go to sleep like a psychopath like I could never fall asleep naturally and then like two weeks ago I was like yeah I'm not doing that anymore if I can't sleep one night I'm just like not gonna sleep like this can't be good for me well I'm gonna another die. sleep thing is if you have a gut problem 80% of your serotonin is made in your gut serotonin makes you happy right uh-huh. Serotonin also makes melatonin, which is what kind of makes you sleepy at night. Huh. So people with gut problems often have sleeping problems. No shit. Because mm-hmm. I have epic sleeping problems. You know what changed for me? I tripped so hard on mushrooms for three days over <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> for three days, I was, I like, you know, like retreated into my mind and blah, blah, blah. When I came out of it, I was like, I'm not fucking taking anything to go to sleep anymore. D- I haven't. Dr. Bay, where are you on magic mushrooms? How many patients? I have a medical me? marijuana license, so uh, I, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I do have some <laughs> medical training. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are docs, there's research documenting, you know, the medicinal properties of marijuana. And I yeah. think at this point, it's just the stigma. And everyone's like, oh, my goodness, marijuana. Well, for Crohn's, it's actually, like, so, so, so good. Yeah, but it's, it's really helping else. a lot it's, of people. It's even good for not Crohn's. Is it? <laughs> oh, just you guys enjoy it, too? Ooh, okay. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so f- functional medicine and all that, you know, it's, like we said, it's a new thing. A lot of people, like... Uh, you know, researching and doing it now. But mm-hmm. if we go back in time, <laughs> what made you f- want to study this and become that be- before it became that? Did you expect that it's going to be like that? No, I, uh, in my late teens, I was really, really sick. Okay. And I went to 11 practitioners that could not help me. And I was on a lot of medications and I kept getting worse and worse. And they basically were kind of like, just take this. We don't know. It's fine. Take this. And, you know, the doctors don't talk to each other. I got no real feedback, mm-hmm. and out of desperation, I saw a functional chiropractor, and I was like, oh, God. I mean, chiropractors crack backs. I've heard crazy things about them. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, after, after going through his protocol, I felt like a person for the first time in my entire life, and I've never had a problem since. And I was like, I have to figure out what this guy is doing so I can show other people that they don't have to suffer anymore. Wow. Wow. That's really what did it. So, so what, do you ever think about like dropping the chiropractic part on your website just to be a little bit more uh, um, attractive like- to potential potential people? Because you, you do get the the stigma of the guy cracking backs, but then also, I mean, the um, the founder of it, you know, had a little bit of a wacky, you know, he was sort wacky. Of, he was but definitely I mean, wacky. <laughs> but everything kind of started wacky. Mm-hmm. Medical doctors were wacky too. It's just, it's what has, it's all publicity. And chiropractors actually, there, I mean, there is evidence, there's research showing that chiropractic is a much better intervention, much more effective intervention than opioids. But what's the most popular standard of care? opioids and now we have an opioid epidemic so i'm not ashamed of being a chiropractor i think chiropractic is really important for a lot of different conditions i'm not as musculoskeletal i'm super nutrition and i'm super functional but i believe that chiropractic kind of led me to realize how important that was what's so, what, what do you think the difference is between the muscular skeletal portion versus how you're treating uh your patients like well good question yeah. because guess what they're connected And a lot of people with chronic pain, it's, you know, injuries. Obviously, chiropractic is a great intervention to make injuries, you know, heal. But when you have a chronic inflammatory condition or a chronic problem, it may not manifest in your gut. You might have chronic pain. You might have low back pain that you've had for many, many years that never goes away. 
and no treatments work and no one can really give you any you know advice you've tried to fix your posture you don't know what's going on it could be something that's driving the inflammation we all kind of have weak points in our body and when we have an inflammatory (laughs) reaction except for you (laughs) but it can manifest in those areas for people so i do think they go hand in hand and again it gives chiropractic gives me a tool where i can look at a musculoskeletal system and be like how is this part of the puzzle i mean it's all it's all connected what do you think about like i don't know if you um have you ever listened to jordan peterson or his daughter talk about their carnivore diet they're on this like extreme meat only that's it meat and water and salt diet yes i know it's very trendy right now so like i said i don't think there's a specific diet that like universally is the best if someone has SIBO or something, I think carnivore diet can be beneficial for when you need to avoid like fiber, fermentable things like that. But in general, I think the carnivore diet is missing the mark. I just, I can't wrap my brain around the fact that MDs are not proficient in nutrition. I would think that that would be like the first course Isn't that they it have crazy? to take. crazy? You have to eat all day long every day. Yeah, right. Everybody does it. And everybody thinks that like what they're doing either isn't that bad or is really, really good. Plus, we know that the bad stuff is so bad. Like, yeah, we already right. know. You don't have to be a doctor to know that McDonald's kills you. Right, right. So, like, I just, Wait, I don't McDonald's understand. McDonald's kills you? <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, I have something to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk off mic. Uh, but I just I don't I don't get how that it hasn't even entered the mainstream yet, or even like the average person's consciousness. It's a little disturbing. Well, do you it's have to, a, you have to be like was, a dietitian or something a, like that. Or? It has to be well, a choice. You have to go all that way. Or? If I know, kind of, but even dietitians, I feel like because I'm I've gotten I'm like a certified nutrition specialist, and I went that route, and I'm you know pursuing all those avenues. But it's like if you don't have the foundation, like the the real physiology behind it, I still feel like it's an incomplete picture. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a shame that MDs don't have that training and it does leave a big blind spot in medicine. What is the roadblock to that? Like if, if we were to all band together now and try to get uh, MDs <laughs> to fund like me. mandatory, yeah, start a GoFundMe for mandatory <laughs> nutritional training for all MDs, what well, would like, be the barriers to that? Why don't they want it? Like, why aren't they I asking for I it? I don't know. It's, it's, you have to remember for well, many the years. Pyram- pyramid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's that, so you're on point. You're mm-hmm. so on point. So for many years, we really didn't think food mattered very much, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're in an era where we don't eat real food anymore. We eat hyper palatable foods that are like not normal. I always tell my patients, they're like, "This is so confusing. How do I how do I know if I'm eating a processed food or not?" And I'm like, "Was it made in a factory or mm-hmm. did Mother Nature make it?" Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. And we're just eating things that we were never meant to eat, and it it changes the physiology of the body. It's, it changes a lot of things. Yeah, well, well, I think what, a lot of people, I'm sorry, oh, but you yeah. were saying before about uh, uh, people know better, but I think also it's a financial yeah. thing. Like if you can go to McDonald's, yeah. if, you're, if you're working a low paying job, you can go to McDonald's and have dinner for $5. You know, and, and be full. Yeah, this uh, is a this lot is the different argument. than than you know having you don't have access to fresh vegetables and fresh meat. I, I, I was just gonna say, be careful. You know, what do you, what do you say about the food pyramid? Because Hatem is Egyptian, and <laughs> you know, I take yeah, pyramids yeah. very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found out I'm a quarter Egyptian. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Yeah, my mom was adopted from Greece, and I did her DNA, and I found out that she was actually half Egyptian. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. that's why you're so smart. You might have. I, know. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. But it's, it's it's so functional medicine. It's it changes from a country to country, correct? Like if you if you somewhere else, 
you know, it, like our bodies are used to this food, right? What do you mean? Like it's, but it's an approach. It's not yeah, like it's a specific approach. protocol. But if, if you put a, a specific plan for somebody mm -hmm. that lives here, oh. if you live somewhere else, it will be different, right? Everyone's approach is different. Yeah. And that's the whole point of functional medicine. It's personalized. No, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. It, it, it changes by person, but does yeah. it also change by person and by location? Like if I go somewhere else, Mm -hmm. Would it be different approach for me? I mean, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might be exposed to different foods, different environmental factors. Because of different bacteria in the food itself. Because I noticed too. they asked me when I, I travel a lot, when I went to Thailand and like, so they, they asked me to change my diet, specific things mm. that I cannot eat that I used to eat here. Sex tourism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was only one time. Don't eat anything <laughs> over there in the sex tourism department. One time in Thailand. It doesn't predator. count. <laughs> so, yeah, so does it change or, or not really? I mean, I'm sure it changes somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading something like this was like 40 years ago, reading about for a very short time on a microbiotic diet. Mm -hmm. I was reading about it. And one thing that struck me was that um, even though they smoked more in Japan, their rates of lung cancer were much lower than the United States yeah. because they their whole theory was it was connected to processed meat and and beef mm. and that meat and smoking was causing the mm. cancer not just the smoking but I don't know yeah I mean there are definitely there are groups of people that live really really long and they've actually I actually read an interesting study on that recently it was an observational study so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But they were looking. But not too much salt. Not too much salt, guys. <laughs> but uh, they actually were looking at attitudes of communities. So a lot of the communities that have much longer lifespans have very strong social um, ties. That's really interesting. Yeah, and they they have very supportive situations. So uh, there was I forget the doctor's name, but they were looking into uh, loneliness, and they've determined through these observational studies that loneliness can be as large a factor as smoking or Obesity. I when read it comes that somewhere. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah, need that to hear that. I now I'm really depressed. <laughs> I, ca I, ca I can't remember if I read that or I told that to somebody at the mm -hmm. bar. It's like, you know, you're standing alone and loneliness <laughs> is worse than. But uh, <laughs> well, you will tell that to it somebody at the bar. Line, so yeah. It, it kind of worked. So, but yeah. So Have you ever, a, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go. Have you ever met like a hopeless case? <laughs> like either someone who well, was super far gone someone who just can't comes to you but for some reason refuses to comply and is like no and you're like why are you even here so i kind of don't believe in hopeless cases or maybe that's you know silly of me but working at the hiv nonprofit, it's very low income and uh through the last three years i really did experience so many people that just weren't ready to change mm -hmm. but i really believe that they could have that changing moment that they come in that one day and they're ready to change everything and i've seen it what's been the most harrowing changing moment that you've ever observed um, that's a deep question. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's I might fair. have to think about that. Yeah, I mean, I've real. had some very serious, there, there was one, I had one person that I was doing nutritional protocols for that, um, was addicted, she's addicted to drugs. She's on the street a lot. She wasn't adherent to her antiretroviral drugs, which means her HIV was replicating, replicating and devastating her immune system. And in one of our appointments, we just discussed, um, you know, the impact that it had on her son and because she was always having these problems with her son and that one conversation, she came back in the next time and was like, I'm going to rehab. I'm, I'm taking my medication every day. 
I'm going to start eating the diet you told me to eat. Mm -hmm. And she came back and she was amazing. And all of a sudden, I mean, her health improved dramatically. And it's just, it's those beautiful moments that really drive me to keep going. So and I believe everyone can do diet it. Diet is, is the way that made her better? Just, just Not diet? Not just diet. Okay. Sometimes this is the functional medicine thing. It's a whole person. It's your state of mind. Mm -hmm. It's your, are you being, I mean, some people are being exposed to like metals in their water in New York, like lead. We have mm -hmm. really old pipes. You may be exposed to some environmental toxin causing your problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not typically investigated. No, so, I tell you, uh, Dr. House always looked into it. <laughs> he always got it right. My ex-wife, mm -hmm. um, she was having some pain, so they did a colon. So he sent her to her primary center to get a colonoscopy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they found um, uh, 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 cancer mm -hmm. that's inoperable that has to be dealt with. She's doing oh. chemo and radiation oh, now. But uh, she had a, an appointment with her primary a couple weeks after the um, colonoscopy. And he says to her, this is like two or three weeks later, he goes to her, uh, so when, so what's going on with Dr. So-and-so, whoever did the, the uh, she goes, uh, I don't have anything said with them. She said, to me, she told me his face went white. The doctor never told her that she had cancer. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. What? Yeah, he never told, bothered to tell her she had cancer when the biopsy came back. <gasps> what? Yeah, she found out. She said, like, her primary, who I know who, who her primary is, she said, he just went pale, and he's Indian, so we <gasps> have to go pale. <laughs> I'm not Indian. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But, you know, to us, it's all the same. <laughs> so far, I, I played the Egyptian, I played the Indian. It's like, anything that's not here, I'm playing that Well, role. it's like when I'm in Greece or Turkey or uh, Egypt, everybody thinks I'm just there, you there, know. Yeah. I'm one, you know, just blend in. But uh, they, they, they just never told us she had cancer. That's crazy. It, that's insane. And I have to say that the last three years at the HIV nonprofit finding, I mean, the stories I've heard about their doctors missing things or just not paying attention to what they're saying, it's disturbing. Yeah. And I felt when I had my endoscopy recently, uh, when I didn't, never talked to my doctor before or after, like I went in at 830 at, uh, and I was up at 10 after 9. I never, the doctor was long gone on to the next endoscopy or whatever it's mm. like it, it's like a uh, it's almost like a meat factory like all right this going, I mean I yeah. can't trust that they're doing that they're taking well, from their, their time. perspective though why would they I mean they have to deal with so many people and they can't really be that fully invested in you because if they are then they get too attached and suppose something really bad happens but then they can do it's it. not like, the attachment I'm so... I don't think it's it's the system is wrong the right. system is broken but I have a doctor who I've been seeing for like 12 years who's like Tell the, us more. he's the best and he right. sticks mm -hmm. around after the colonoscopy and it tells me what this is and this is and this is and oh, here's he? my options awesome. and why would he say you like that you have coffee <laughs> of and then in the morning we talk about our hopes and dreams he's not a doctor so much as my boyfriend but you know. <laughs> he likes to be, he likes to be called doctor. We don't, we don't shake hands. We like link pinky. So. <laughs> well, also, he's a, when he when, like I met when I met him, I started going to him. His kid was born. Now she's like like he is. I'm I just this whole conversation. I knew I was lucky for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also I like pay a shitload of money. Doesn't work with my insurance. Like what what am I gonna do? Not go to that yeah. guy? I, 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 I love that like guy. That. He's like he's got me. It takes me like forty five minutes to brush my teeth now between the flossing <laughs> and the water pick and the electric toothbrush. Yeah, but look but, at you. you. Know. Look well, at your handsome teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost a it, it's almost a cultural thing I feel like where um, it's sort of like you go to the doctor he's in charge 
And but for a lot of people, it's like that. It's like okay, whatever he wants to do, that's it. They don't even feel like they can speak up and be like, hey, hold on a second. You know, this is a this is a business venture in a, in a way, and also it's somebody's life on the line. You're paying them for a service. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. People forget. But they're also, you know, they're also rather than seeing six patients a day mm-hmm. and taking an hour with each patient, they'd rather, you know, do, see. 50 patients a day and take five minutes with each patient. But you there's know? some kind of in-between, no? Like, like yeah, yes, an hour like with each is. patient is not feasible anywhere in no. New York, and that's not going to happen, but... Um, five you know, minutes with, y- a, you know, a discussion would and, be nice. And you could attract more patients. Like, this is New York where people have the money to pick their doctor. Some people, a lot of people who live here have the money to pick their provider, you know what All I mean? Right. Like, you can take the time, and people will know about it. Like, that's... If, if you are going against the grain a little bit and spending a little bit more time, you have that reputation, like, how could it not benefit you as far as getting people attracted to what you're doing? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Um, if you are an athlete, can you benefit from uh, functional medicine? I would argue <laughs> everyone can benefit. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, in a way that, Do you like to that function, is extreme. Like, uh, you know, I know I could tell by the way uh, you're looking at me, but I was an athlete um, at some point. Do you, can you go to the extreme? Can you become really good? I can definitely, good? you know, improve people's health status. Yeah, like say, can you be part of like, like say the Olympic program, stuff like that. Can you make, can you make a huge difference? Can you get Hatem on the Olympic? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the Olympic, okay? Watching, I mean, but it doesn't matter. It's, uh, so I can, can, can you, can you make that big jump? Because this is one of the things that a lot of athletes here in the United States are studying diet nutrition all that how can we think it makes a huge difference yeah but they they think so as well but it's still little (laughs) steps like better than other countries so because at some point everybody's going to be just fast you know but if you actually have like functional medicine more work you'll be much faster can 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 you be can you jump higher or 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 i don't have the studies to back it up okay i would say i I could probably improve people's situations yeah yeah Yeah. what was that question can you turn a regular person into an olympian by telling Mm -hmm. them that if you took a gorilla can you can you turn a gorilla in a man it's not it's not a regular person if a cat and a monkey had a baby <laughs> like someday everyone will be an Olympian, as you know. No, but no, no. So <laughs> if, you, if you watch uh, ESPN uh, technology, it's called. Uh, so they making the study about athlete. They think that they can make them faster, not because you're born or you train, uh-huh. but by other stuff, by food, by diet, by stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but that adds trying. to your genetics and your training. Like, yeah. not everyone can just do that. That's what I'm saying. If you have the genetic and training, can you get much better? It's or back to those be, influencing factors. Yeah. You know, you have to look at the whole body and you have to see, like, what needs to be improved in that individual. So, okay. I mean, an athlete would be no different than any other person to me. Yeah. But you this know? country is consumed by processed food. I mean, you mm-hmm. go to Europe, people aren't as big as they are yeah. in the United States. That was States, just what I thought. People like, will yeah. eat an apple straight up over there. It's crazy. Well, you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they won't even cut it. They'll just put their mouth right in it. Eat like, a whole tomato like it's a pear. Like, what are you doing? But, uh, you've been to Italy. Like, when you go to Italy, yeah. you see everybody eats pizza. Everybody eats a lot of the same foods right. we eat they here. Eat French but fried just, pizza in Italy. Yeah, yeah, but you don't feel the same kind of heaviness and weight afterwards that you do here because everything here is it's processed. It's our farming Pro- yeah. It's our farming practices. Yeah. We allow a lot of different things that other countries don't allow. And I could go on about this for a really long time, so stop me if I go too long. Mm-hmm. But it's hyperpalatable foods. 
most marketing is, you know, trying to get people addicted to these right, really, really palatable foods that wouldn't normally be found in nature. It's a lot of extreme. Yeah. Like, so think about it. You know, most gushes. junk foods have high amounts of fat, high amounts of salt, and high amounts of sugar. Mm -hmm. Can anyone think of any naturally occurring food that has those three things Pizza. in it? Pizza. A lovely avocado. No, a naturally occurring, <laughs> yeah. Like, think about a, a real food that occurs in nature that might have that. Can you think of anything? No. Is there one? There's only one, and it's breast milk. Go so, on. Yeah. So listening. Please continue. Okay. So think about the response. Oh, so I'm elicits. not a freak. I'm healthy. <laughs> Tony can't even go near school. Now you're telling me. Hatem, you're going to join the Olympics. Oh, yes, there's, finally. There's a very specific brain response to that food combination, to those three things put together. And they don't naturally occur, right? So it's like it's a very addictive thing. But you're saying they do naturally occur in breast milk. Yeah, so but how often have you? Well, maybe so, you so are. Like, <laughs> this week. <laughs> so it's getting back. I've been to busy this milk. week. So but last week, oh, there's milk. It's just something know? that humans are not, you know, exposed to in a natural environment. So is that a? So it seems to me, is it a bad thing? Uh, yeah, it's making everybody milk? obese. No, but I mean, oh. no, no, but not <laughs> hyperpalatable foods. You're milk? still on breast milk. But but is breast milk getting kids addicted to that no, type no, of? No, no, no. I'm just food? saying oh. it's like a specific mm. brain response. Like yeah. you, it's it's eliciting this very primitive brain response, and it actually they've they've done studies that show that hyperpalatable foods and sugar specifically can have very similar mechanisms to addiction. Like, oh, an yeah. like a drug mm. addiction. Doesn't it just fuck up your gut so bad, too? Oh, to yeah. You, you, bad bacteria kind of feed on sugar. Mm. So the best way to throw off your gut microbiome is to eat a lot of sugar. Plus, we, like, don't, we have underpalatable produce. Like, it's, you know, like, the tomatoes don't ripen on the vine or whatever. They're just, like, harvested green and then shipped off somewhere. Yeah. If you want a real tomato, you have to pay $10. Yeah, and there's also the pesticides and everything. So this is another thing. I'm really big on educating people on glyphosate specifically. Did you guys hear about that huge lawsuit with Monsanto mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. they got in trouble and got sued for a guy's cancer? No. Mm -hmm. The guy yeah. won. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the, the jury wasn't a jury of scientists. Okay. This uh, is true, but, you know I mean? but there so. is... Can, okay. can you say for the listeners in case uh, they like me and they don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> no, well, it's just, okay, so glyphosate, glyphosate is a pesticide that's used very, you know, generously in America. Yeah. And it's used on crops like wheat and corn and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it really, they, they've they done lots of studies that Round basically up, show. Right? Yes, Roundup, see, so what, what was the lawsuit oh, That's done? what that is. It was a guy had cancer and basically sued Monsanto saying that they were causing his cancer. And they had come out with a bunch of studies, Monsanto funded studies that basically said that glyphosate does not harm human cells. It only harms other kinds of cells. Mm -hmm. But what you don't think about is the cells that it does harm are ones of like probiotics that live in your gut of like all these, you know, bacteria that should be colonizing and giving you help making nutrients and, you know, keeping you happy, right? And so devastating that with glyphosate is a big, huge problem. And then it's also an endocrine disrupting chemical. Mm -hmm. So, you know, glands in your body make hormones. Mm -hmm. So in animals, glyphosate can cause them to become hermaphrodites, infertility, all kinds of things. Hmm. They have never done long-term studies on the effects in humans. And we've only really been using it since the 90s. So we're just getting to a point where we're so experiencing who won the case. The guy. He did. Yeah. 
Am I wasting wow. my time trying to eat organically? Am no, I... I'm a big proponent of eating organic just because of that, because mm. it's an endocrine disrupting chemical and it can devastate your gut microbiome. It always bothers me and they put a plastic sticker on it with glue to tell me that it's organic. I know. <laughs> the packaging, <laughs> packaging in America You're supposed to eat the sticker. Are oh, you supposed to eat the sticker? <laughs> I don't what do you, know. What do you that, make that, of the... That's the only part that's organic is the sticker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of the criticism, though, that organic food isn't sustainable? Like, we couldn't, we couldn't broaden out organic food to feed every in the world it's only like a Could few we not listen is the whole true? argument with genetically modified foods is that we were going to end starving you know and everywhere ever and mm. pretty sure we haven't done that and it's that's been a while that's how it started <laughs> well, well we've done a <laughs> we've done a very good job yeah. of that though. well that's not an argument though yeah. i mean just to play devil's advocate that's yeah, not an no, argument against genetically modified food that's mm -hmm. more of a systemic problem whereby those foods aren't getting to the people who need it if if you're looking to end global hunger, yeah. is organic food the way to go? Is it a, it is a practical way to go? Well, listen, you kind of have to weigh things. And if if glyphosate is causing cancer, but producing food, do you want food that's going to give you cancer? You know, it's. I mean, this is still. There's no. The pharmaceutical industry does. That's for sure. But also, for us in the first world, it's easy to say no. Like, if you look at, like, people in Yemen or whatever, they'll probably go for, like, play, a, a GMO Yemen. tomato here and there or whatever so those kids can't no, eat. No, well, well, they will ask you what is, is tomato. What? They will ask what tomato is. Okay, okay GMO and organic is different. Right, yeah. it's, it's, it, but I mean, uh, um, yeah, I don't know, man, actually. Is it, are we, but the question is also, are we allowed to make that call for people who don't have food? It, that's a different argument. You know, I'm just, I think it's important for people to, I, I honestly think that people should be able to do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. But I think that they deserve to be informed. So if you want to be informed and you know about organic food versus non-organic food and like the potential health problems that it may induce, I mean, plenty of people smoke, plenty of people drink alcohol, you know, they ride motorcycles. You make that choice yourself. I believe in free choice, but I think that there should definitely be more education on the potential health impacts of eating pesticide-ridden food. Mm -hmm. well, well, I personally don't well, want well, to do the, it. Isn't the mm -hmm. thing, though, that the interesting thing is uh, with GMOs, genetic, uh, genetically modified organisms, mm -hmm. uh, one of the reasons why they're being genetically modified is so that they don't actually need that many pesticides to be put on them uh, you know, in order Sometimes. for them to grow, but yeah. but but, but uh, you know, I guess it depends on which which crop uh, you're you're talking about. You know, like, um, so it's an it's an ironic thing where it's sort of like one of the goals, depending on the crop, for a GMO is so that you don't need pesticides to protect it. Not necessarily. They're more genetically modified to sustain the pesticides that are being put on them that would normally kill all the weeds around them. What? And it's actually caused well, yeah, I'm, I'm, super I weeds. I, I don't think I follow how that... Yeah. So genetically modified crops, they oftentimes genetically modify them to be uh, you know, stronger than the pesticide that's being put on them. So all the weeds around it will be dead, but oh. the corn will survive. Okay, I have a question. They say you should try to eat locally grown food. What, yeah. what if you live across the street from Monsanto? Then what's then? Then what do you do? I mean, I would. <laughs> I personally would avoid Monsanto. I I try and I mean, no one's perfect, but I really do try and source you know, non-genetically modified organic produce because I think it matters. I think it matters. I've read too many studies that are a little too disturbing. So, so you're I saying functional medicine is one part of it is food. Right. Mm -hmm. What's the other elements? Environmental toxins, okay. epigenetics. Different okay. people have different genetics. That's another thing. You can kind of turn on and off 
certain genes with your exposure to certain chemicals, different foods, all kinds of things. People may be at higher risk of developing diabetes and should be a little more, you know, mindful of what they're eating. So these things all need to be taken into account. Well, uh, even mental status, really. What they're kind all of, factors. What kind of tests do you do for epigenetics? Like, um, are, you, are you getting down into, like, people's DNA and stuff? So sometimes. Um, like, the 23andMe stuff was really popular, so I have a lot of patients that already have done it, and we can kind of look at their raw data. But sometimes they kind of manifest in ways where you can look at tests and say, okay, this person probably has this genetic mutation. Like, uh, if they have, like, a folate B12 problem, really high homocysteine, there's a very popular genetic mutation called the MTHFR gene. Have any of you heard of it? I haven't. I, I, I didn't understand one word you just said. <laughs> okay. We all might you have, have, to have walk, it. You have to realize something. We you have to walk us it. through some of these. I'll, so, I'll explain to you later. <laughs> I won't go too into it, but it's like, it's basically um, when you when you consume certain vitamins in food or in supplements, mm -hmm. you have to transform them into a usable form in your body. And many people have this genetic mutation called the MTHFR gene, which means they only transform about 50% of what a person who didn't have it, you know, would transform. So it's very fixable by giving a already transformed vitamin to them. And then they don't have to worry about that genetic mutation. But if it goes unnoticed, they can have very, very high homocysteine levels, which is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. They're more prone to get anxiety disorders. And it's all fixable with just a simple change in what they're doing as far as vitamins. So that stuff is important. So but vitamins really work when you take bottles? They right? do. Really? But you have to. But I thought you your body already makes them. No, 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 you eat them. Most of them. I mean, <laughs> your gut, your gut microbiome. She, did, she didn't want to buy you vitamins. She didn't so want to buy like, vitamins. You make but it. not all vitamins are created equally. Yeah. Yeah. There are different forms of vitamins that are more absorbable. There are ones that are not as good. And they're not regulated. So Vitamins I, aren't regulated? No. no. They're not FDA. No, they're not medicine. I did not know that. Huh. No, but it's, it's okay. Because if you find an expert who checks independent research, like I, I subscribe to a lab that basically tests all large brand you know, pharmaceutical grade vitamins. And they'll basically be like, does this have what it says it has? Does it have contaminants? Because if it's coming from China, it's probably has uh, contaminants. Uh, that's racist. That's a it's, racist it's charge. Wow. No, I know. I mean, you can't even trust Facts. honey or olive oil anymore. Absolutely. I mean, so Trump, they fake Trump it. They right. fake it. Yeah, truffle, like, yeah. truffle oil do not trust at yeah, all. I was, yeah. in, I was just in Italy in Tuscany and they were like, yeah, all that truffle oil. It's garbage. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, but it's delicious. Never. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it actually, Garbage. it actually, I, the fake shit actually tastes great. Mm -hmm. yeah. Imagine that. But like, fake uh, food you saw the study on olive oil they did, and the only one that was like pure olive oil was the one from Costco, and every, everyone else was all like yeah. corn oil and yeah. Yeah, they fake it. You can't buy you have honey to look anymore. Look on the back, guys. You have to read the ingredients. Yeah. But they weren't saying that on this. There's yeah. Some guy in Germany who's not allowed. We can't leave the country because there's a warrant for his arrest for honey. The yeah. head of some company, and they were selling honey, but. It, wasn't it was really honey. honey. It was corn syrup and other stuff. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. I hope Trader Joe's isn't lying to me oh, with God. the honey. I hope uh, they're not lying. I can't leave Trader Joe's. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd be like that girl who finds her boyfriend cheating, but you can't let him go. I got to. What do you? So, who's, so who? Good, huh? Who tends to seek you out, like in private practice? Is it like blonde white girls? <laughs> you know, I have a wide range of people. Oh yeah. yeah. I do have a, a heavily female. That sounds about basis, right. But 
I think women are just a little more conscientious. Yeah. Men are intimidated. By Men it. are like, yeah. Well, well no, because women also uh, require more uh, um, medical attention because you know, like every woman. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't mean pesky vaginas. No, because they're, <laughs> because they're all crazy bitches. But no. <laughs> it's called being hysterical, sir. It has a name, and it comes from the uterus. The uterus moves all around their body. I'm experiencing depending. vapors. Do you not know about the body? <laughs> but women have a gynecologist, and yeah. men go to the doctor when the, something hurts. Yeah. For the most part, you Very know. True. I didn't go to the doctor for I don't know twenty years, and then I said, eh, you know, it'd be sixty. Maybe I should, uh, you know, yeah. see what's going on in there. Boys Find out how so much crazy. I'm rotting inside. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with boys? What about you guys? You guys go to the doctor. You go to the doctor. You're falling apart every day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> every day. He needs you. He's, how, he can't. He can barely function. How often do you guys go to the doctor? Um, I, I just made a my yearly uh, checkup for uh, thinking uh, at the end of July. Go. Oh, look at how look how responsible you are. I have not been to a doctor, I would say, in five years. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I hadn't been to a doctor in ten years before I went back to the doctor. Yeah. I mean, I skip years of the dentist, but I like I, I get scared and I floss every night. I go every six months. Every six months. Do yeah. you? Yeah. That, That's a lot. That I would tell you. But I, I do I'm really good with teeth stuff. But you have beautiful teeth. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. And you're young. I, I don't. And you're young. Nice. But do you let them take x rays of you every time so you know it's a no, racket? No, no, not every time. They it's don't do it every time. Big no. x rays behind it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. Big, big x ray. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, actually, I have um, my, the dentist that I have is sort of like changing, he sort of like changed the game. You know, everyone just dreads going to the dentist. The way that he set it up, he um, he calls it Zentistry. Oh. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Doctor. He's got a really nice van. Sonny Oliva. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like, like what they'll have is instead of the regular dental chair, right. they'll have like a, like a bed. A, a bed. <laughs> no, 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 wow. We have to have a talk after this. <laughs> Can you he's remember any of it afterwards? <laughs> it, 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 he always tells me I was good. Is your asshole bleeding? So what does he do? What is different about? Yeah. So so. When when you go for a cleaning, you'll be you'll be lying down on a very comfortable bed, your feet up, your 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 shoes off, um, your hands tied behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> they'll have they'll have like a, like aromatherapy going on in the back. They'll have nice music playing. They'll give you like uh, one of those cold compresses on your uh, for your oh. eyes, and um, th- and then he'll take a pliers and pull your tooth out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but he's really making. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of competition. My dentist and he's is making like, it as like comfortable that as possible. Too. He's, you know, they'll That's put nice. headphones on you if they're doing. You, you can pick what station you want on Spotify. Mm. But also, the great thing about my dentist, he's really big on. He makes you watch these films on. He's really big on prevention. But if God you have a him. procedure done. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, once is he not called me at home that night, make sure I was everything was okay. Oh, that that's was great. Yeah, you know, you that's know. how you know you're white. You know, <laughs> get the follow <laughs> <laughs> This oh, is some privilege. Hi, I'm fine. Thank that's, you. That's hilarious. Wow. So one thing, <laughs> I like never get one? the phone. Fo- no. I, Do you not get the phone call? You don't get a phone, phone call? I, I don't get it from the dentist, but I get it from some other doctor. Well, sometimes. I had an endoscopy. Nobody oh, called to see if I, uh, the, tell me the biopsy results or anything, or see if I was okay after, mm. you know. So oh, that, that makes sense. That. My dermatologist calls me to make sure I'm cool after we nice. talk about pimples and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have a lot of people calling you. The people yeah. are very concerned by my well-being. Oh. <laughs> yes. So one of the things I saw on your website is life coaching. Health coaching, but Not yes. <laughs> sure it wasn't life coaching? I mean, time you're making wishes was, again. No, no, I think it was because it was one of the key words that I was using uh, mm-hmm. to to research something. Uh, I want to do an episode about life coaching. That's why okay. I saw okay. it coming. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not 
what we think it is, right? It's not life coaching, it's health coaching. No, I mean, it's life coaching is a legitimate thing. There's no real licensing for that. Mm -hmm. It's, but I do believe it's an important part of the whole functional thing. Yeah. Because you want to do harm reduction, you want to identify behaviors that need shifting. So it's just working with the client or the patient, you know, and addressing behaviors. My friend, a friend of a friend, his life coach committed suicide. Oh, <laughs> swear to God. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry, this is uh, that's, I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go. I, I, I had the same reaction. I mean, we shouldn't laugh. But when your life coach commits suicide, oh, where do you go shit. from there? Yeah. <laughs> that's a true that? story. Yeah. I, believe you know? you. I believe you. Where do you go from there? <laughs> I mean, for me, it's more uh, like not. identifying behavior. So it's like, you know, emotional eating or, you know, what What's holding the person back from mm. their goals? I call it a cheese spiral. It happens late at night. Oh, man. <laughs> get all upset about something, smoke a little weed. Cheese uh, is looking you mighty know what? fine. That is my, if I, if I could just, I'm like a werewolf. If I could just control myself between uh -huh. like nine o'clock at yes. night 100%. and, and yes. midnight, yeah. I would be like, I'd have like a washboard abs. Oh, you know, daytime's just like, easy. Just See, I start, I start my day perfect. I wake up, I do meditation, and you know, I, I eat like low carb, you know, high protein, like not by five, by nine p.m. Two burgers, fries, uh, everything. Like it's just if especially I can, when I'm on the road, forget I'm, about it. Mm, uh, it's a almost, I yeah. Bet. But, um, Sounds like you need a life coach. I do. <laughs> but I'm not asking you for a recommendation. Obviously, <laughs> obviously your friend is, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, what are some signs that your life coach is not a good life coach? Other than oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he says, I can't take it anymore, you know. But hmm. I mean, no, it's it, tough. There's no licensing. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, when I was researching, not, not, not for this topic, but when I was researching, like, life coach and I have a business coach and Instagram dating. I have, I have a friend of mine is a dating coach, you know. So it's weird, all these things. And, a but, dating but my, coach? Yeah, so she will take you, so you have a date. Oh, a pickup you know? artist? Kinda. No, 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 no. So you have a date. She will take you uh, out and uh, to dinner, and you show her what you're going to do in the date, how you're going to act, how you're going to eat, what are you going to talk about. She prepare you for it. It's it's crazy. Is she, oh, wow. is she attractive? She's hot. She's okay. very hot. That you know, is so, such a good idea. That'd be I so easy. I think scam is the word make, you were looking for. No, come on. It's, I know. It's it is such a good a idea because men make such obvious preventable mistakes that they're they not do. aware that they're making. <laughs> where you as a girl, you're like, do you? This is very elementary. If what you're are the a most female common? Friend, yeah, what are like the most what? common? I mean, I'm not a date coach, so I don't know. But it's like, okay, men... Uh, the, like uh, apologizing too much like that's a feminine there's certain feminine traits that women don't like that even a girl might not pick up on but she's not gonna like it when you do that right like i had a guy who did what are you supposed really to say if they hit him if you don't say no, i'm sorry it's, a, it's not it's not if you've <laughs> fucked up if you fucked up like you shouldn't be reserved right you should totally own it because that's very masculine to take responsibility for an actual fuck up mm -hmm. but um or like or for example like apologizing for like nothing right oh sorry whatever that's like a girl thing or saying, like, you can't believe she's like, oh, I can't believe you're, like, here with me. We're having this date. Don't say that. Now I'm totally reconsidering. That's <laughs> crazy. Now I know you're insecure that you didn't think you could get me. So now I'm like, you don't deserve me. But that you hallucinate sometimes. Yeah. You see things. <laughs> Are you real? I had one guy I went on, like, this first day. I just, like, go on dates that go nowhere. But um, he was, like, <laughs> I had a great. He'd actually, like. I was so put off at first. He approached me at the gym while I was in the middle of an exercise. I was like, are you on drugs? Like, what's happening? Yeah. And what's he kind of made that? me laugh a little because it's like, it, it wasn't just that I was on a machine. I was like 
actively exert. He was like, "Excuse me." I was like, "Can I just was can I enough, one second? Yeah. What was the exercise? If he was hot enough, was you would hot. meet him. Whatever. All right, maybe. Like you'll be in the middle of surgery. It's like, hey. What's okay, up? so I allowed him to take me exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> she was doing splits in a cheerleader <laughs> outfit. <laughs> I was like, what are you looking so, at? So it wasn't all his. <laughs> were you just doing? You were just doing kegels. <laughs> and it's, it's like... My obvious kegels. I just stand in the middle of the gym with my eyes closed. So you went out but, with him, um, and then yeah, and he was like really cute and everything. He was sweet, but he kept saying stuff like, oh, I can't believe, you know, I asked you out and now you're here. And he said a couple times and I was uh, like, I, I'm not, I'm just not going to have sex with you. I, I, th I think it's it's a little different because you're a comedian, so the way your mind works is a little... You think so? No. Yeah. But I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm so you, would, you, would do, you would do the same it's, thing? It's so, there, when, yeah. I mean, if a girl was saying that to you on a date, wouldn't you be a little off? Oh, men don't fucking care. Well, yeah, it, it, depends, yeah. it, it, depends, it depends if we, if we slept together or not. They don't care. They're charming. Charming. They're like, your tits said what? They don't care. Dude. You're absolutely right. Have yeah. you seen men with women? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. She can, yeah, she can Sorry, say whatever. Guys. It's fun. Yeah. I'm like, like getting all emotional or whatever. Like, like even a little so bit. So did you give him a second chance? Well, what's the second chance? I mean, the the champ. What what's what second chances? I'm not in the business of second chances. We had this date. It was fun. He was like, it was fun date. You know, yeah. he was really cute and sweet. But yeah. but who needs and, that? But it's a like, fun date sure. with a cute, sweet guy. Yeah, I'll but look, him. But if yeah. you know, but look look at the time. Like if you if like we're not kids, and if you and we're all busy in the city, if you know, it's just like yeah, I, I could have a little fun with this person, and then I just don't see it going anywhere. No Why waste your yeah. time? Why it waste shouldn't your time? be work. Uh, going on a date and enjoying time with someone should not be work. Well, if, also, if it's feeling Realize, that way, it's move on. Do you ever really? That's like, not what the prostitute tells me. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps her money. This is a job. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the clock. Sometimes the date's fun because you're fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course this is fun. Like we're having a drink, and I'm a fun person. Yeah. Of course I had fun, but yeah, it's like not gonna go anywhere. I kept saying sorry. I'm like, all right, we're good. Now let me. I have to ask you a question because this is a pet peeve of mine. Elon Musk sent his car into space on rockets that he designed. Is there really no better way? Uh, for a doctor to check someone's prostate health and <laughs> to stick their finger up his ass? I mean, is, is that really the best medical way we've come up with in thousands of years? Does not like some other process that they could... I mean, they have other tests. It's. I mean, I've read stuff that says it's not that reliable. There's obviously... It's not that comfortable, I'll tell well, you that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a chiropractor, Speak I had to yourself. learn how to do that, too. It was uh, not fun. Did, did you, have to, you have to put it in and then turn Right? All right. You, the, the, no, 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 no. Can I, we I, leave the turn no, out I, of I it, please? Of, why did you use two fingers? <laughs> you don't do the one, right? Oh, my God. Come on, oh, yeah. amateurs. What do you, Wait, do you use two fingers? Have, I don't know. What? Two? That's too many. Does a guy have to bend over, or is it like a gyno exam? Look, we're all built different ways, okay? It's, yeah, they, I mean, mine bent. They bend. They don't they like to look bend. at you when that's happening. All right. I just yeah, have to lay on my side. On your side? Yeah, because otherwise, how, that's can, very sweet. How, can, how can they hold me? <laughs> <laughs> I like to be held afterwards. No, but I really, no, but lie on your side and then they. Oh, come I have up. a physical coming up Monday. Is it that bad? Yeah, it's not that bad, guys. Get over it. Okay, so they're both cool with anal. Boy, I got that. <laughs> the bad you, part is the cleanup because you, the, then, oh then they God. throw you, the, yeah, like he throws you a tissue and you have to wipe your ass in front of him. Can it's I terrible. tell you something? You are preaching to the wrong choir because the shit that girls have to go through yeah. every year just because we carry around a vagina, nothing's wrong with it. It's just there every year from the time you have one. Mm. It's 
so much more than that. They well, scrape you. They squeegee you open. They have this thing where they just crank you open. It's whoa, like whoa, the whoa, whoa, you were using all you terrible go? words. You, you were using comic book <laughs> talk. Is this your yeah. S? Yeah. I think you get the doc confused with your S and M place that you go to. <laughs> I wish. I wish to God it was my S and M place. <laughs> wait, wait, where is the crank on the woman's uh, you have body no idea. part? It's, it's called a, a speculum. Oh, speculum right? They, they okay. put this duck lip thing in, and it's got looks very medieval, and it looks like that. Like um, it looks like Instagram. Actually, it is that. I use it. And then they, they, they turn it and it opens and then they stick a flashlight in there with the microscope so they can see what's going on. Oh my and God. it's excruciating. And then they just... Sometimes they need to go in with the longer, pointier thing and poke something so deep in you, you didn't even know you Why? could feel something in there. Why do you do all this? They need to swab you to see if there's like pap. precancer it's cells pap and smear. stuff. Yeah, they look oh. and make and sure that you, you don't have And then if you do have it, then there's a whole other but there's pinchings and pokings and cuttings and squeezings. Dr. And Dr. Dr. May, do you do any of that stuff? Or? I am not a gynecologist. Nutrition. No. No, there's no nope. competition. Yeah, it's Obviously, the worst. Just go, take you one go through more stuff. I mean, with pregnancy. Well, that's why women but even go to the doctor pregnancy. more just yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This pussy's yeah. A, it's an albatross. There's, there's, there's a lot, you know. So pussy yeah. is an albatross. <laughs> a poem. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a lot. Hey, I'm having a great time. Do, do you guys do, do you guys remember there, there was a great SNL sketch like back in I think it was in the 80s where uh, Mel Gibson was on and he was playing like a gynecologist and all the women were lined up because they wanted to go with him and he's like, well, you know, I know there's a lot of you here, but um, here, here's the other doctor who you know see something. And it was John Lovitz and no women wanted <laughs> any part whatsoever. That's so funny because in real life I feel like a hot male gynecologist would be the grossest thing. Yeah, I wouldn't want it. Because okay. you don't it's want, not it's, sexual. It's very it's, medical. Yeah, it's yeah. Clini- it's very clinical. Mm. And like, I would prefer a woman who's hideous. Well, <laughs> it, do you, is that what you currently have? Do you I currently ha- have I, a hideous she's, woman? She's not. She's not hideous. No, okay. she's but she's your she's, she's great. Not she's not, she's fucking great. Yeah, she's great. Do you want to know something? I have a, uh, you know, my primary's an attractive woman, whatever. But uh, I get no thrill of her sticking her finger or or two fingers. Two in my, fingers? Well, he had two fingers. He looked like he knew what he was doing. Do you, are you sure it was two fingers? <laughs> that I, is so many fingers. It was a long time ago. Okay. Does it really have so to be you, two you fingers? You hope it was two fingers. Ma'am, I hope. I hope so. It was in I'll Thailand as well, right? What's that? It was in Thailand as well? Yeah. That's not a finger, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was very quick. He was very quick. Were his pants folded over the chair while he was doing this? Hold on. So you have was a good-looking doctor? She, she's hot and nothing Well, I didn't say, I, I'm saying she's an attractive woman. That has nothing to do with... Believe me, there was nothing sexual about right. a prostate exam. Right. If there is, you need to, I don't know, you need to get some <laughs> Come see of, me. Uh, it's a professional understand. setting, guys. It should never be. I mean, yeah, right yeah, there. there's uh, nothing. Hashtag me too. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's the, actually what I said to her. I, said, I didn't. I came here to the physical, not to become part of the Me Too movement. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she blew out all the candles. You so. paid twenty thousand dollars for that finger up your ass. I paid more. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. amazing. It just seems to me that, 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 that <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's like when I used to read, like, back in the old days, the barber was also the dentist, you know, like in the 1800s. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like we're still, like, barbaric. Like, oh, you might have cancer. Let me just sub, sub my hand up your ass to find out. Like, there's not a more <laughs> technical way. You haven't I mean, evolved. It's, they're <laughs> gathering information. Yeah. So they need all the information they can get. What and if you it's have not a, that big a deal. What if it you have a big is. honking prostate and yeah. it's like one finger can just be like, oh my God, your yeah. prostate's if out you of control. Yeah, you have a huge prostate and they can figure it out in like one instant, wouldn't you want to know? What if they threw a finger in for free? 
And they were like, hey, I could x-ray you for $20,000, or I could pop a finger it's in, I'll pay you five bucks. If I could walk out of there with five bucks, then the Here's copay goes down to 45, it's beautiful. <laughs> you like Starbucks? Here you go. <laughs> I told her, I told all the doctors I went to this year, well, I do it on max. I've had more fingers up my ass this year than any year of my life, except 1981, that was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, then. That was awesome. Well, guys, uh, <laughs> ten that was seamless. <laughs> uh, I, I learned a lot today. You learned forward. that you use two fingers and not one. That's all I learned. And twist. You gotta no. twist. And it. go in oh dry. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Especially if they're paying for it. Oh my god. But if they have two hands on your shoulders, then that's a problem. Uh, that's <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so, in, in, la, my last so question bad. is: like, in your personal life, do you follow your practice? Obviously. Yeah. 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 Re religiously, like we really do. Yeah. In every way. I I mean, I'm not a perfect <laughs> human being. Yeah. I still like do things that are fun. But yeah, for the most part, I really do try. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because I feel like I would be a hypocrite if I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I want to be healthy would, and feel my best. Would it yeah. bug you so much if you like know better? Or doing all yeah, this trash in your I body? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, it, it plagues me at restaurants. Mm -hmm. I'm very particular <laughs> about where I go because I want to know where my food's coming from. And sometimes I can't enjoy a meal because I'm just like, oh, my God, it's covered in glyphosate. Mm. And I'm, this is a factory farm meat full of hormones. And Do you like so you research the restaurant before you go? Well, I mean, I kind of know, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I or do. Or you have yeah. specific spots. I that have you go spots to. that I know are pretty good. Where, where do you, like, do you live? Uh, do you live ABC in the city? Kitchen? I live yeah. in Williamsburg. Okay, but do you have like a farmer's market out there? I mean, do you go to like locally? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I actually like the Union Square farmer's market mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, so that good. one's so great. But uh, I have spots all over. I work in the city. My practice is right. on 57th. So I know in the city it's harder. Like I live in Connecticut, so it's oh, okay. easier. There's a bunch of farmers markets yeah. every day of the week. They have a different one. So yeah, no, those are great. Yeah, there's one guy who's got to stand in front, and you just take what you want. And you leave the money in the mailbox, and you Aww. drive off. Yeah, old school. I'd rob that guy every week. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's dead now. <laughs> that sounds like a great deal. Well, don't. don't uh, <laughs> Well, this was uh, very education. <laughs> very educational. I really learned a shiny. lot today. I learned a lot today. Meanwhile, we've been chewing these things from Trader Joe's through the broadcast. I know there's oh, nothing good in here. We've been drowning in sugar. <laughs> wow. But no, no, it's not got, got no sugar. No it's got sugar? chemicals and Isn't stuff. Isn't that also bad, though, the sugar substitutes? Artificial sweeteners yeah. can, like, evoke an insulin response in some people and cause some hormonal changes. So, yeah, they're they're investigating that Really? Now. Wow. How do you feel about stevia or stevia or whatever? Isn't it from stevia, a plant? Whole leaf stevia? actually has medicinal properties to it and I, I think of all the artificial sweeteners that's the one to go with okay yeah they actually just came out with a new study they're looking at it for lime how, but how do you feel you know, you know I don't think everyone's question how do you feel about you talked about you know marijuana but how do you feel about THC it, mm. itself um, I'm, it's very well documented well, that it has great, it oh, CBD? CBD? Yeah. Not CBD, THC. THC. No, I, I don't have any problem with it. Mm. I don't have any problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's like this huge controversial thing, but it's, marijuana in general has a lot of evidence behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think that people let stigmas kind of halt their progress in, in healthcare. Mm -hmm. And I think it should be really more about the evidence than the idea of like, oh my goodness, it's a drug. 
Well, I mean, they used to say that uh, you know like cigarettes you weren't, weren't bad for you. Mm. You know, wow. that was the yeah, thing, right? Back in the fifties. And, and now a third of people that use as intended die. <laughs> right. Mm. And I remember in the seventies they said, uh, I go way, but the nineteen seventies. Oh way. my God. Uh, <laughs> I remember they saying that cocaine was uh, not like the only non-addictive drug. No, they didn't, didn't say I that. I swear to God, they did. Wow. I swear to God. In the seventies. Cocaine wow. was non-addictive. Forever and ever, though. And then people started using their losing their homes and stuff. What's that? <laughs> Yeah, what? yeah, because I guess because you didn't shoot at a but they used to say cocaine was a non-addictive drug, huh. and cocaine was popular in the '70s mm-hmm. when everybody on this street had cocaine in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I mean, they still do. But, do, do they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, people still doing cocaine. Huh? Oh yeah, but, but it's, uh, it's honestly such shit. It's like yeah. I, I stopped with it because it's just not fun. It's not fun. Like it's not good. The coke you get yeah. here, even like good stuff's not good. Smoke weed. That's oh, so much better. Coke's the worst. I'm so far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I didn't get that license advice. for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, we got to go. Uh, it was great. Uh, thank you guys so uh, much. Uh, Do you want to share your information? Sure. Um, <laughs> Mr. Lou. Uh, Lou Perez uh, with We The Internet TV on YouTube and Facebook and Lou on the subway on Twitter. Steve. Steven Calabria on Instagram. Calabria. C-A-L-A-B-R-I-A. You change it? No. Trying to change the spelling of his last I name. just I feel <laughs> the need to tell people TD. how to spell it. That's easy though. The uh, Steven and people will get confused about. There's like ten different Stevens. Uh, yeah. Right. Tony Darrow, D A R O at Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And I if you come uh, to my house and if, if you're you f- not bored. <laughs> <laughs> if you find of Tony Darrow, stop sending me messages. Send it directly to him. I send you that message. Karen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on Insty. Uh, Karen K E R E N Margolis M A R G O L A S and on Twitty Karen Kardashian. Twitty, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Bay. Um, my website is drkellybay.com, and I'm Dr. Kelly Bay on Instagram, too, and Facebook. And if somebody want to find you, where is your practice? It's on 57th Street. Yeah. Right. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Live from America podcast. All right. Yeah. All right. You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production.